appears as though August was the Phillies' October. That performance this weekend was ridiculous. From the pitching to the hitting to the pitching. This team does not want to make it to October. They're proving that to us right now. Remember how a month ago all anyone could talk about was, well, it's a shame they can't, you know, score the first run of the game because they kept coming from behind? Now they can't hold leads. Now this bullpen just forgets how to pitch. Thank goodness the Cubs lost three out of four to the Diamondbacks. Thank goodness. But guess what? It now gets even harder. You now have the Braves coming in. You could have swept this Marlins team, and you chose not to. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back into the 610 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan, and on this Sunday evening, we're going to talk about how the Philadelphia Phillies enjoy blowing leads and enjoy fumbling away playoff hopes. So let's get into it. Game 1 started off with Trey Turner after his newborn was just born with a leadoff, um, or excuse me, with a solo home run. Then Bryce Harper came up and hit an RBI single. It's two to nothing. At this point, Christopher Sanchez is dealing. He was doing a great job um, all night, went five strong innings, and then Topper pulls him in the sixth for Sir Anthony Dominguez. Um, Why? is my question. The bullpen, all we've been hearing about is how, oh, they're tired. Well, they look like they're tired. They look like they've been pitching a lot of innings. Your starters need to go further. And if Christopher Sanchez is giving you that, who cares if it's his first year and he's kind of, you know, more so been used as a long man. He felt like he still had enough stuff. I think Christopher Sanchez needs to go in there and really have a talk with Rob Thompson and put his foot down on this and say to him, hey, Rob, don't take me the hell out of a game. If I'm pitching like that, I don't know if that's what Rob is waiting for or what, if he's waiting to spark something out of Christopher Sanchez, but at some point, Sanchez has to stand up for himself and tell him, hey, Rob, let me go longer. And Sir Anthony Dominguez, gosh, he stinks this year. He sucks. Put this guy on a plane to China. He is terrible. He is awful. Or whatever the, the, the joke is. You know, learn Japanese, dude. This is ridiculous. He has been awful. And then Matt Strom gives up a go-ahead home run to Stallings, who only has two on the year. I mean, he put a nice swing on it. But what the heck, man? I mean, are you kidding me? Jacob Stallings? was hitting under the Mendoza line. And I know that's kind of, you know, um, a little hypocritical because we have Kyle Schwarber, who I don't think has hit above the Mendoza line since, uh, you know, 2021. Um, It's pathetic giving up that home run. It's pathetic that the Phillies had their chances. They couldn't couldn't push runs across. Um... But that was Friday night, and then on to Saturday, which, honestly, it was really fun at first. The offense came out. They looked ticked off. 
they go up five to nothing. Nick Castellanos dropped to eighth in the lineup due to his struggles. He has a two RBI double. Schwarber with a three run bomb. Aaron Nola looked like he was, you know, doing something, and then he just completely put the. All of a sudden, couldn't couldn't get out of himself. I mean, he struggled so much. He gives up. What is it? Four runs in the fifth were allowed to Aaron Nola. Gosh, this guy. He he's not coming back under any circumstances. He can't come back. Aaron Nola is gone. He's gone. Please, John Middleton, Dave Dombrowski, don't bring this bum back. He's a bum. He doesn't. He does not deserve another chance. And I don't care the Cole Hamels 2009, um, you know, similarities that they're throwing around, that comparison. Cole Hamels, the difference between Cole Hamels and Aaron Nola, that was Cole Hamels' one and only season where he really stunk for you. And it was like his third full season in the bigs. And he was the World Series MVP the year before. Aaron Nola hasn't looked the same since the Braves series last October. He hasn't put him beh- put it behind him at all. Um, I just I just think that that guy needs to needs to go. In my opinion, I mean he needs to go. I don't care what anyone's saying. He he needs to get lost. Um, at this point, I mean, l- listen, like, I can tell it's hurting him, I can tell he's, he's struggling, but, you know, I mean, oh well, honestly, it's not a, it, it's, at the end of the day, it's not a, um, he's a professional, he needs to be a professional, and this isn't the first time we've seen, we've seen this out of him, 2021 was exactly like this. In 2021, had he had a typical season, like how he usually is, if he was on, they make the postseason. They win the NL East. This season, he's literally, by himself in certain starts, throwing the season away. Literally throwing the season away. Um, I don't think... I don't think it's smart to bring him back, and I hope they make that decision. But so they were up by 1-5-4, down in the bottom of the fifth, Brandon Marsh comes up huge for you, puts a cross three, and it's 8-4, and the bullpen finishes the job, which they did a great job. Jeff Hoffman went out there was solid, Gregory Soto was solid, Jose Alvarado was great, Craig Kimbrell gave gave up a leadoff hit, but then he got uh, three outs right afterwards, and... They go on to win it. All right, now let's get to today. Um, honestly, the the Phillies were up three to nothing. Trey Turner hits a two-run homer. Kyle Schwarber hits a solo homer. It's three nothing. Um. And then, you know, Ranger Suarez, who was doing an awesome job out there, just all of a sudden hit a wall. He 
He hit a huge wall in that game. I mean, you know, this is just one of those situations where I feel like coming back from injury, you, you know, you, you sometimes have have these performances, um, you know, where a guy might start off, you know, really good and then he just can't keep up the stamina. I thought maybe that was his problem, but then Rob goes right back and trusts Sir Anthony Dominguez um, after Matt Strom got them, well, gave up, you know, the lead and then gets them out of uh, runners in scoring position chance, but then they leave it to Sir Anthony um, to give that up. Bases loaded, Alec Bohm. I mean, th this is where, okay, haven't harped really on Alec Bohm all season because he's been so solid, but he's in a slump. Um, you know, I don't know what to say about Sosa and Schwarber striking out, but oh well. So now you have the Atlanta Braves coming in in your next upcoming four-game series against Atlanta after losing two out of three to the Marlins, a team that you probably should have won the series and or swept. I mean, the all of the momentum is not on your side. And while Atlanta is coming in um, with their own struggles, I mean, they've they've had uh, some, you know, some struggles. Uh, you know, they've won three out of their last four, but they did drop a series to the Cardinals, and they've been, you know, kind of teetering um, recently. But still, I mean, you know, the Phillies have been playing probably just as worse. So let's look at the upcoming matchups. Game one. It's going to be Taiwan Walker out there for the Phillies. Hopefully, he's got his velocity back. Hopefully, he's going to be okay. I mean, I know he he tweeted after the Padres game that um, you know he uh, he's going to be better. He's going to be you know he was happy that his teammates got him the win, but he's going to be better and you know all of that. But he struggled. I mean, this year against Atlanta. He has um, had one game where he went six and two-thirds, gave up ten hits, three earned runs, got the win, and, you know, hasn't pitched in the other, um, didn't pitch in the other series against the Braves. But, you know, at some point, I think the Phillies have to eventually win us i mean it feels like it's been forever since the phillies won a series against the braves actually i think it was last september so it hasn't been that long but it, you know i feel like at this point you have to try and at least split if you can win the series that's huge but you have to try and at least split walker's numbers against the braves in his career a 493 ra and a record of two and two not great really not great um so i'm not i'm not all that thrilled uh a big reason is because he gave up eight earned runs last august against atlanta um only went one inning so there's that um and then you've got for the braves it's going to be charlie morton out there on the mound um he has a 3-3-2 ERA, 14-11 win-loss record. 
this year against the Phillies. Um, he pitched on May 27th, the game in which the Braves lost. Went five and a third, gave up seven hits, two earned runs. So, you know, I feel like that's a game where you're probably you you will probably see a lot of offensive firepower. I feel like from both teams, but you gotta hope you just kind of get to Morton early, and then you just are able to see. And now you just get to see, you know, your your pitching kind of go to work. Morton has a record of five and seven with an ERA of four seven three against the Phillies. I mean, he has faced the Phillies a lot. He's pitched in eighteen games, you know, um, dating all the way back to two thousand and eight. Uh, so you know, he's he's obviously been around. Um, it's uh it's definitely you know it's definitely an opportunity you know for the for the Phillies you know in that first game to try and get one there but you know like I said you have to be able to try and at least push across runs early and get to you know Taiwan Walker actually has a good game I mean he struggled recently hopefully he can find something tomorrow against Atlanta so, the second of the doubleheader, we don't have a pitcher listed for Atlanta, but there is a pitcher here for the Phillies, Michael Lorenzen. All right, Lorenzen needs to figure something out. Um, he's been so bad, you know, since his since his no no, I and it's it's absolutely ridiculous. I don't get what the deal is with him. And against Atlanta this year, he pitched um, early on in the season with the Tigers, June fourteenth. Lost six to five, went six innings, gave up nine hits, six earned runs, three home runs. All right, so I'm not feeling too confident about Michael Lorenzen. Um, honestly, it's uh, it's not a not exactly a guy that I'm too confident in as of late. And now that I look at his career numbers, I'm really not confident. Zero and one record with an ERA of five four zero. Yeah. And uh, I, he's only started one game, but he's pitched 15 innings. Um, a big reason, though, why his ERA is so high is because he gave up six earned runs this past year when he was with the Tigers and before he was coming in in relief. Actually did a solid job. But you need to be, um, obviously... In the one start he has had, that wasn't the case. He wasn't on. He he stunk. So he needs to really get it together for um, tomorrow. And then on Tuesday, it's going to be Zach Wheeler on the mound, um, you know, who has been your most reliable starter right now, you know, your most reliable pitcher. I mean, that's kind of what you would expect going into the season. But, you know, it's it puts a lot of pressure on him. It really does. I mean, his fellow pitchers there are really, uh, you know, killing him. Um, and against Atlanta this year, so last time he pitched was uh, June 27th. The Phillies won 2-1. He went eight strong, gave up three hits, 12 strikeouts. Uh, he did a great job. Um, excuse me, that was May 27th, not June, May 27th. And uh, didn't pitch against them the next time the Phillies saw 
the Braves. But Wheeler has an 11 and 7 record with an ERA of three and 164 strikeouts. Um, in the 25 games he's pitched against Atlanta, Atlanta knows Zach Wheeler very well. They have, um, and Zach Wheeler knows him. They've their paths have crossed many times, dating back to June 18th, 2013, which was Wheeler's first start against Atlanta. You really need Zach Wheeler to go out there and be the guy, um, and he will be uh, taking on um, Max Freed here. And Freed this year, 2-7-0 ERA, 7-1 win-loss record. I mean, Freed has been Max Freed. I mean, he's just, he's been the man. Um, you know, he's dealt with some injury issues, but, uh, you know, aside from that, in the games he's been able to pitch, he's been solid. So the Phillies offense, they're going to be tested in that one. I mean, you know, this is good pitching. The Phillies need to hit good pitching. And they really have struggled this year against that. Freed has a 4-4 four and four Record with an ERA of 3.74 against the Phillies, dating back to August 8th, 2017. He started um, in 12 games, came in relief early on in his career in about six games. So, you know, there you go with um, with Max Freed. Those are his numbers against the Phillies. And then the final game, which is Wednesday. It's Christopher Sanchez, 3-2-6 ERA. He pitched against the Braves. Um, this is his first time pitching against the Braves this season. And the reason why I took a long pause there before I read Christopher Sanchez's name, because he's going against Spencer Strider. Are you kidding me? I don't know how I feel about this. Um... Gosh, I wish he could pitch on short rest. I don't think they'll have him do that because of the doubleheader. But my God, that's that's terrible. He's going against Spencer Strider. Are you kidding me? Sixteen and five win loss record with a three eight three ERA, and he's got an amazing two hundred and fifty strikeouts on the season. Oh. Uh, he started twice against the Phillies. He's won both games, went six innings on June 20th, gave up eight hits. The Phillies couldn't hit him. Um, then May 28th, 11-4 win for Atlanta, six innings pitched, gave up two hits. So those are Spencer Strider's numbers this year against the Phillies. Um, and, you know, we'll see what we'll see what the Phillies can do to try and put a win together, but, I mean, good luck. That's not happening. You can put that one down as an L. As a matter of fact, I will give you my C my series prediction. Best case scenario is the Philly split, but in all honesty, I, I think they go one out of four, um, and I really could see a scenario where they get swept because they can't pitch. If you can't pitch against this team, this is a World Series caliber team, and you are not. I'm sorry for everyone in the Delaware Valley listening to this that had their hopes high, hopes really high about two weeks ago, and I'm sorry for everyone that thinks this is just a slump. This is not the time to go through a slump, and this is definitely not the time to be performing like this. This Phillies team, if they make it into October, because no one has said that word of late, they're out in the first round. That's the way it is. And... um. Atlanta has made the Phillies pay for last October, and they're going to make them pay by really putting a hurt into their uh, October aspirations this upcoming series. So 
I wish I was leaving everyone on a better note here tonight, all those Phillies fans, but, um, you know, stinks, but what are you going to do? I mean, this is, this is our team. This is our team right now. They don't want to, they don't want to make it into October, I guess. So thanks everyone for tuning in to the 610 podcast. Um, you know, I wish I was leaving again, everyone on a better note, but that's just the way it is right now. So thanks everyone for tuning in. Phillies have a two-game lead over the Cubs. If they would have handled business, it'd be more, but they didn't, and that's kind of what you're going to be expecting against Atlanta, more of that. So thanks, everyone, for sharing it, and I'll talk to you next time.